Hello, it's the third and final day of the Sim Racing Expo. It's Sunday, and I'm here with Andre Eriksson, CEO and founder of Assetex Insports. How are you doing? I'm good, and you? I'm very good. I'm in my happy place, right? Yes. This is a good right. place to be. It's a good place to spend a weekend. Now, you spent a weekend doing something very similar this time last year. We were just discussing it at the Nürburgring. You have a considerably bigger footfall, uh, a footprint now, right? Yeah, you can say that. Uh, last year we were basically traveling down here with two samples of our Invicta pedals and uh, some roll-ups. And then we were placed in, uh, yeah, yeah, it was Phoenix Racing in their actual race shop. We were just showing our stuff there. Yeah, I remember, I remember distinctly going around the expo uh, last year looking at all the brake pedals. And, I, I, I rem and I'm not just saying this because I'm sat here with you, but I remember seeing the Acetec pedals because I remember they looked very different. They were kind of... They looked angry. They were kind of one of the few products that had a bit of style. But I have to admit, at that point, I hadn't heard of Acetec. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was kind of very bespoke brand, maybe like a sim racer in his garage who just kind of made a very cool product. I was very wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, how could you not? I mean, uh, it was our first entry into the market. So, uh, you know, we are obviously a long-term company and uh, we've been around for long. But yes, for, for simulator stuff, we have only been here for a year now. Yeah, but I mean, you've done an incredible amount with that time. I was talking earlier um, with one of your colleagues about the journey that you've been on. And actually, from the expo in November, you didn't actually get a product out until March. So it's only been, what, seven months since your first product shipped. And now we're surrounded by a full range of sim racing products. Yeah, it's, a, it's a been a crazy uh, pace. And uh, <clears throat> a lot of people think it's because we're a big company. But, you know, we are not that big, first of all. And secondly, we have a core business to take care of. Yeah. So I think we are probably only around 20 people in the, in the sim department. And of the 20 people, okay, I help a lot myself, I have to admit. Uh, but but uh, of the 20 people, uh, half of them are doing software. Yeah. Now, I mean, you said that you have to look after your core business. Now, we've spoken before. We did the, we did the Sim Sundays podcast, and we kind of spoke about the story. So small plug. If you want to check out that episode, it's on the Sim Sundays podcast. But I remember you were telling me how you st you have the asset company that does all the cooling systems for gaming PCs, and this is kind of the, the first new industry that you've explored. Like just just briefly, remind us why 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 sim racing? Yes, it is a long story, but but uh, I have been racing my entire life since I was a kid, uh, from motocross to go karts to cars, and uh, my son is racing, so that's really what we do. And as a part of our racing, we have used simulators as training tools. I never participated in one single sim race in my entire life, but I've done a lot of sim uh, for training. And, uh, you know, we are building an eSports academy at Acetec. You know, someone uh, sponsors a football team, someone sponsors a handball team, but because we are gaming people, we, uh, we built this eSports academy. And uh, I think we had... Uh, 10 Alienware gaming PCs. Uh, Alienware is our biggest OEM customer. And, uh, you know, people were doing first shooter games and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not really a big uh, Counter-Strike player myself. <laughs> right. So I was like, okay, why don't we uh, build some sim rigs also? So I bought what I believe was the best at the time, and it was just a horrible experience. Buttons were falling off, connectors were breaking, software issues, hardware issues, and uh, it was almost impossible to have these five rigs run at the same time. So then I stopped up, I guess, and said, what is a simulator, actually? Mm. 
it's software, it's hardware, and it's mechanics, or me mechatronics as it's called. And that is exactly what we do in our core business. So then I was like, wonder if we should try to do this. And uh, I talked to the board, uh, we looked at, I think, 100 different companies. Are there someone we want to buy? Is there someone we want to merge with? Is there someone we could learn? And uh, what we don't do is, at least, that we don't copy others. Yeah. And that's also, I'm glad you acknowledged that with our pedals, that you can see they look different from anything else. They definitely so, they stand out. Yes. And we literally start with a clean sheet of paper on our brakes, our pedals, our software, wheelbases, everything. Uh, it's just made from a white piece of paper. I get the sense that you're most proud of the of the pedals. We were talking earlier about the range and you said that you, you appreciate the comments mostly about the pedals. It seems like there's maybe a bit of sentimental value there because it's the first product. No, I think it's also, you know, our wheelbases. We haven't sold one yet because mm. we don't have anything else than what you see here at the show. Yeah. So now we have some mileage under our feet. We've sold thousands of the pedals and, you know, we just get so much great feedback from these pedals, you won't believe it. I mean, it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, our uh, our sim racing team um, have been around. They they used a different set of uh, pedals for for the race, and they the, uh, were less impressed. And they, they came around and they tried out all the different um, uh, manufacturers around the hall. And and again, I'm not just saying this. I've sat here, but they they were blown away by the uh, the Aztec. Um, range, you know, the, the, the wheel rims and the compatibility that the bases have with the other wheels um, and the pedals, they like the, the, how hard the brake pedal is compared yeah. to others. And that's, uh, you know, our approach to this is a little bit different than most, I guess, because we are racers. And that is what I vouched to do when I went in and I said, you know, <clears throat> it has to feel like a race car. If people don't like it, then buy something else. And that's pretty a uh, hardcore statement, right? And a big risk. Uh, but that was the risk I took, uh, or we took. Uh, and what's great now is that sim racers are really loving our pedals. Okay, some of them are put, putting in a little bit softer elastomer. Yeah. But they're still hard. But, you know, there are so many real race car drivers also contacting us. I mean, weekly right now. Where can we get a set of your pedals? Can we try them out, etc.? And And it's really because they mimic a race car so well. So I think we have gotten a, a really good foothold among real racers as well as sim racers. And do you, and do you think it's that important to be so similar to motorsport? Because we're catering to, to gamers first and foremost, perhaps. You know, motors, yeah, sim racing kind of straddles the line between gaming and, and esports and motorsports a little bit. Do you think it's really important to be true simulation to, to real world motorsport? For me, yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and the reason is that why would you spend 10,000 euros on a rig simulating a car if it feels like a boat? You, you know, what's the point? Uh, where I do acknowledge that if you are sim racer and you're out here to win sim races, that there can be things that, you know, can be different from a real car because it's not a real car. Yeah. Uh, but, but in general terms, you know, the most feedback we get on our pedals, both the Fortes and the Invicta, is, oh, our consistency has just been so much greater but if you think about it what is consistency mm. well that will that's what will make you win races right it's it's important to qualify good in any race of course and you can be fast over a lap with any pedal if you want to but to get the brake consistency brake at the same spot brake with the same consistency you know if a soft and long brake pedal 
was the fastest. Guess yeah. what? It yeah. would have been like that in race cars 30 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's not really rocket science. Yeah, there's no need to reinvent the wheel no. to excuse the pun. Exactly. Okay, so something I noticed when I walked around your booth versus um, some of the other booths is that your marketing materials, like the images that you have out on the stands, they seem to really focus on the collaboration that you have with other brands. Walking around the hall, meeting these other brands, how important is it, do you think, for a brand such as Acetec to work with other manufacturers? I think it's the key to the success, and uh, I think my competitors will realize that, hopefully too late, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll cut that out. We'll yeah, cut yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, what I mean by it is, of course we are a new brand, but it has actually nothing to do with that. But if you think about it, how many ecosystems are there out now, you know, yeah. combinations of wheelbases and wheels, where people, uh, you know, they copy each other's um, quick releases and then they change one small thing so they're not compatible with each other. Yeah. The only thing you do, in my view, is you piss off, sorry my friends, you piss off the end user. Yeah. You know, you go out uh, as a happy customer, you buy a thousand euro steering wheel, then you come home, now it will not fit this wheelbase or that wheelbase. So we are trying to make up with all that uh, and there, therefore we have reached out to uh, I would not say all, but pretty much all steering wheel manufacturers at the market. And as you point out, you can see them here at our rig. It's a, it's a pretty beautiful display with some pretty uh, some pretty varied um, wheels, wheel rims you've got on there. And it's kind of cool to see, you know, the Aztec wheelbase, but then lots of other brand names all in your stool and you know in your area at the expo. Yeah, and that's because when I uh, when I let a competitor sell a steering wheel, I don't see that as a lost sale for me on a on a wheel. I see it uh, first and foremost as a happy end customer that can choose the wheel he wants yeah. or choose the wheel he already bought. And then I'm sure, for sure I sell a wheelbase. Yeah. So I, I don't really see there are any losers in this. No, 100%. I completely agree. And, and just on like a, perhaps a more personal note, we're here at the Expo. And yes, yesterday was, it was really, really busy. Ram, there were thousands of people walking through trying stuff. How does it feel when you see this many people walking around your space looking at the products being like, you know, as a founder of a company, you, can't, you are Acetec, right? Yeah, How yeah, does yeah. that feel when you see that? You must, did you ever take a moment and be like, oh, this is cool? I would say perhaps between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. <laughs> in the night if I don't sleep. But, you know, <laughs> I've been so busy uh, yeah. running around. But I, I have to credit my team. And, you know, our stand here is amazing. Yeah, it's, and, it's very, uh, very impressive. And, and uh, uh, you know me now. By now, you know, I don't like to brag, but I'm also confident. And I'm confident when I say I think we have the greatest display of all here. And, uh, you know, this was not a penis measuring contest where we deliberately went in here and said hey we want to beat everyone else yeah we planned for a good size stand we had no idea whether we would be the biggest or the second biggest that that was not the point uh, but it looks really great and you use the kind of the blank piece of paper method for the everything you do right yeah exactly we wanted to bring a race car we wanted to make a stage we wanted to have a party one night and we wanted to display the the different wheel manufacturers and then it's like okay we are roughly going to need this size so what about next year what what what, what you, if you could make a prediction what do you, how do you think this event is going to feel different next year are you going to see more manufacturers or an, an emerging technology perhaps mixed uh, mixed reality what, what are you what are you predicting for the future i could actually be a little bit nervous uh, about this show uh, because uh, we came here uh, we, we left denmark in our case uh, tuesday morning at six we are probably a rough estimate between 25 and 30 people down here. It's a huge investment. Yeah. 
and of course it's been great being here we've done a lot of business and met a lot of end users but it was actually only yesterday there was uh, crowded yeah. here and and of course we need to uh, on our side really think about is it worth the investment mm. uh, you know I have unintentionally become famous on YouTube <laughs> uh, and what I, what I mean by that is we have made these product videos of course for the first time for the fun of it but you know we figured out they work pretty good so therefore I continue doing it and you're I talking love about the fluffy pedal covers yeah uh, no, I'm, 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 I'm uh, not that, but I'm talking about, you know, my, uh, my yeah, it looks like these uh, my colors, actually, a <laughs> yeah. uh, rabbit version. Uh, no, you know, the, the product videos where I introduce our products, and if you look at it from a pure cost-benefit uh, perspective, making a video for me like this, it takes me an hour. Yeah. It costs no money. We get, as a company, probably 20,000 viewers. So if I then compare this to this, you know, it's uh, so I I, uh, I hope uh, let, let's put it like that. What yeah. could, perhaps it's more interesting to discuss what could change it. Yeah. And I really believe that uh, in this case, sim races they need to get out there. Yes. When when you have a show like this in Europe, you should really support it. I couldn't think of a more tactile esport or a tactile game than sim racing there's no other game that you feel no as much as you feel sim racing and so it is important that we have more events like this and they don't have to be these huge headline events once a year they could be multiple throughout the year where we just get up the rigs out and have some kind of competition but it means that people who are interested in getting into it can come and feel it because you don't experience it but I mean the videos are great right but you don't really experience the sensation of losing the back no, no, end and, through and, watching and, a video right and, and that's obviously the difference if we in my example if I make a video and hey guys I'm introducing this new steering wheel then people can see a wheel and that's it yeah Here they can try it yeah but it just have to be balanced it yeah. does not make sense we spend uh, I don't know half a million euros or whatever it could also be hundred thousand euros. I don't know the cost yeah but it's a significant cost mm. and it's also a significant opportunity cost because these uh, 25 people I've had here for a week could have been they could have been in yeah. Denmark doing something else so I like to support this you also see this it's a big statement for us here so we like to support it yeah but we also like people to come out then yeah yeah uh, I mean it, uh, one doesn't work no, no. without the other exactly. right no, brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. It's good to kind of dive in. Is there anything else that you want to, to discuss or, or kind of highlight before we finish? Yeah, perhaps just a, a small thing. Uh, we released a lot of new products, uh, of course, and people can see them on all other occasions. But I, I think one thing that's, uh, that plays into this uh, steering wheel partner thing, Yes. there are actually customers who already own a steering wheel that... For example, let's say cube controls. They have a cube control uh, steering wheel, and they, of course, uh, would like our new wheelbase. Then they don't buy a new uh, cube control steering wheel, yeah. of course. So we are actually making an end-user version of the quick release, where it will mechanically fit on uh, many different steering wheels, and it will obviously fit on our wheelbase, but then there will be a USB-A connection in the bottom. So you can get rid of your cable on your cable steering wheel uh, and still support our wheelbases. I feel like that's a move for sim racers, right? That's very, that's very much like, a, look, we want to do something. We want to make life a little bit easier for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. And, and actually, since, since you've offered us a little bit more time here, let's talk about the ABS brake pedal. Yeah. Because that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. you know, we had the, the SimiCube pedal came out. And a lot of people have been talking about that. But actually, what you've done with the ABS pedal, it's almost not simulation in a sense. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it is not simulation because it is a real uh, brake, ABS brake system. There's the manifold, there's the magnetic valves, etc. So it's, there's no really point to discuss whether it feels real or not. Yeah, it is yeah. real. Yeah, that, that, that should be quite refreshing. <laughs> the idea of somebody who's never driven a GT3 car, yeah. probably sitting in one of it doesn't feel realistic. And you're like, how do you, how do you really know? Yeah. If somebody now uses one of these pedals, so that doesn't feel anything like ABS. You're like, well, it does. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it's not. It's. I mean, we can debate it, but there's no point in debating yeah, it yeah. because it is from a real car. And the idea here is, well, that's that's something we have not discussed. This is these uh, upgradability uh, options we have. So even if you buy our uh, Prima pedals, the cheapest pedals we make, when we come out with that ABS system, you buy it as an upgrade kit and off you go. No yeah. reason to throw hardware away or sell it with a huge loss. You can just upgrade. And that we are, you know, these upgrade paths, we offer them on the pedals, on the steering wheels, and on the wheelbases. Yeah, and we were discussing that earlier, actually, uh, earlier, the uh, the idea that you can upgrade a wheel. So if you have the Prima, you could upgrade to the Forte. And, yep. you, and, and I'm assuming the idea is that you send it back and it gets upgraded, or you get sent a kit. It's not clear exactly no, the, and, and, how it's uh, going to work. And, and I'm glad you asked that question, because the, the, the reason, because some people think, why have they not figured out that yet? Yeah. The reason is, I'm come from the, I come from the PC world. People are changing motherboards, CPUs, Warranties. memory modules. No, no matter what I'm getting at is for the tinkerers, that's yeah. easy. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. for the people or of our customers that are tinkerers, they could do everything themselves. I like the idea of having a tinkerer package. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas I also know of people who would not be comfortable. So that's where perhaps would make more sense. But you know, the wheelbase, you remove four screws, I think. Then you remove another four screws. Then you have the motherboard of the wheelbase in your hand. Take off three or four connectors, put them on, screw the eight screws in, and you're done. Yeah. So doing a, a video about that, I think, will be pretty easy, also. But but that's something we need to. Uh, you know, we have a community council, and then you know we're going to send some hardware to some end yeah. users, and then we'll get feedback, and then we decide. Well, it's interesting. Well, my first thoughts are that. People who build sim rigs are very proud of their sim rigs. And I think a reason they're proud of it is because sometimes they can take a long time to build. Like, oh, yeah. I won't mention the brand, but we have one in the office that took a long time, like a whole day, yeah, seven yeah. hours <laughs> it took to build. And then when it's done, you're like, wow, it looks incredible. You're very proud of it. It's like, you know, it feels, it, 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 I, you know, I built this. This is great. And I kind of set it up the way I wanted to, you know, I ignored that instruction in the manual and, you know, this, this sort of stuff. So I suppose if you start getting your, your users to start getting into the nitty-gritty of the wheel, they're going to start feeling a bit more like it's, oh, this is my wheel, but I'll grade it. In the same way as, like, you know, you're a car guy. I bet when yeah, you were yeah. a kid, you bought your first car, yeah, yeah. You, you added stuff to it, you, you, even, even like changing the radio and then, you know, changing stuff at the Absolutely. end. Like, you upgrade your car and then you feel more attached to it. Is there a similar idea behind this? No, not really. Uh, it, it's, let's say that's a bonus benefit. Yeah. The, the thinking was really, again, Okay, I have this budget. I buy, a, and I'm just making up a number. I buy, a, I buy the La Prima kit, 1,349 euros or dollars. Then you figure out later on, oh, it would actually be great to check out this hydraulic cylinder. Then instead of you know taking a huge loss on what you already bought, uh, then you can just buy the upgrade. And needless to say, of course, it's more expensive to upgrade. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But the idea is you can do it as you can afford it, and you can mm. do it as you know the pace you want. You can like, iterate upon yes. it. Yes. I mean, it kind of it, it kind of makes sense. It was one of those things when we were discussing it earlier. That I thought, you know, why has no one else done this before? It kind of it kind of seems 
obvious, but I suppose perhaps the reason that people haven't done it is because of the challenges you were discussing earlier, right? In terms of like, what's the logistics behind being able to upgrade it? Or, you know, are there any compromises in developing a wheel that has to be ready for upgrade as opposed to a completely custom one? I, I think it's also about, you know, we come from the gaming side of things mm. with huge volumes. You know, we yeah. make uh, more than a million liquid coolers a year. And uh, because we have different OEM customers, you know, a lot of the insights of our liquid cooling is, of course, the same, but we have different ID, so industrial design for different customers, so they have their own products. Yeah. So we have this, you know, line of thinking. When we designed our pedals, for example, for the first time, the pedal plate, you know, there are a lot of, the, if you go home on your rig now and look, there are a lot of extra holes, and now you know why they are there. That's because we can bolt on ABS, we can, you know, yeah, so we, yeah. we made this platform thinking when we had our clean sheet of paper, yeah. uh, when we did our steering wheels, we took it into account and, you know, um, our, our steering wheels are injection molded. And uh, that's a huge upfront investment in yeah. the tool. It, it's really a big investment. Um, but that means that when you paid for that shelf and the, the tool once, then, you know, it's easy for the end user to upgrade. Uh, and we can price differentiating, uh, differentiating between what's in the wheel and what's not in the wheel. That's very wh interesting. Wh yeah. Whereas a lot of our competitors, uh, or you could also call it customers, if we look down here, yeah, yeah. you know, they are doing CNC manufacturing. So every wheel can look could be a completely different chassis of wheel. Yeah, almost. but 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 also if you CNC manufacture a wheel, you know, a CNC machine costs the same in Denmark as it does in China. The aluminum yeah. costs the same. Anodization costs more or less the same. So you cannot really make a cheap wheel or a low price yeah. wheel. They will all cost the same. I mean, I'm saying more yeah, or less yeah. here. Yeah. So it has uh, definitely also something to do with the manufact uh, manufacturing methodology. Yeah, 100%. And it's, yeah, it, it's kind of interesting to see how the uh, Assetex past is kind of giving direction to its future and how that's being applied to sim racing. It's quite clearly a lot of the uh, the lessons that you learned from the first 15 years of the company, that DNA is coming through now, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it's not something we can erase. That's who we are. No. And, and, and is, is there, a, do you have people on the, the sim racing manufacturing side now who have come from uh, the liquid cooling uh, yeah, side yeah, of the company absolutely. before? A absolutely. We have, we make and match people Have all you the converted time. them to sim racers? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we have a lot of people now doing it in the company. And, uh, you know, my racing passion have always shone through and, uh, but you know, the fact that we are gamers, uh, you can also see that we have the LED stripes on all our stuff. And uh, people are little, some people are, ah, it's not, that's not a gimmick. So, no, it's not because, for example, on the wheelbase, we are going to, uh, in the future, make the flag LEDs, uh, you know, in the, yeah. uh, so if you have a full course yellow, yeah, the wheelbase yeah. will light up yellow, and when it's green, it'll light up oh, green. God. So my, what you're saying is that the back wall of our office is going to be continually blue, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what, you do know what the blue flag means? Uh, I think it just means kind of like defend harder, is it? <laughs> no, it means there's a race going on and you're not a part of it. Uh, um, that's brutal. But, but uh, that's what I was told when I started to race. It's pretty savage. <laughs> uh, in go-kart, it's actually sometimes when you get the blue flag, it's out. You're no longer a part of the race. Wow. So it can be pretty. It's almost like qualifying never ends. Exactly. <laughs> um, but just good to get back to the LEDs. Uh, you can see uh, a prop. Yeah, I think yeah, it's implemented there. You can see now when he's on the throttle. 
yeah. you can see the green light, and then when he's on the brake, you can see it lit up red. And then it's like, why is that cool? Well, it's actually cool because it graduates. So from a driving coaching perspective, you can actually stand next to him now and see, is he two-pedaling? Yeah. How hard does he go under throttle? Because it starts uh, light green and then becomes darker green. So although it's cool to look at, you can actually learn a lot from it just from watching a driver. I mean, yeah, that is very cool. And I've heard rumblings that there's some, some kind of uh, esports and coaching performance um, tools that you want to embed into your wheels, right? Yes. But I don't want to talk too much about it. <laughs> well, I'm very excited about it. It sounds very cool. Andre, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. Really appreciate it. That's a good time. I know you're very busy. It's been great chatting. And uh, we'll see you again. Absolutely. Cool. Thanks. Take care, guys.